You're listening to Environmentally Speaking, a weekly podcast diving into legal matters surrounding the environment, public utilities, energy, zoning, and permitting laws in Rhode Island and the surrounding areas with your host, Marissa Desitel. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Environmentally Speaking. Hi, everybody. I'm Marissa Desitel, an environmental attorney in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. And I'm Clarice. I'm coming in with questions, comments, topics. And this week's topic is coming from you, Marissa. It is. So what can we anticipate? Doom Doom and gloom. (laughs) So um, Clarice, if I'm correct, I remember that you are really into true crime podcasts. Yes. Same. So much of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, like obsessed with I think it's the the extent and and the depth of our species capacity to harm each other. Yes, I think it's the, the idea that it's so alien and so foreign and I just spend the whole time going how could this happen? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, serial 100%. killers and, and men who kill women and I just I find that fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I think, I know this is not environmentally centric, but I think as a woman, the more you can educate yourself about what, what men are capable of and, and what other people are capable of too. But, um, it is mostly men that are, that are carrying out these crimes on women. I feel like the more aware you can be of your surroundings and potentially avoid some risk yourself. So with that as the backdrop, why the hell am I talking about that? For me, when humans harm other humans, I think, okay, that's our, that's our species. That's how we're built. We go to war, we murder, we, we pillage. When I hear about humans harming animals, it's a completely different reaction. Mm-hmm. Animals are not attacking us as a species. I mean, of course, you've got some incidents that occur, but it's not like we're we're out there fighting dinosaurs with spears every day. Yet, we, as a species, are responsible for the destruction and the extinction of other species. For, for what reason? Well, historically, it was for things like um, industrial growth, blubber, industrial growth, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Um, killing whales for their blubber mm-hmm. to make candles and, and soap, perfume. Yep. perfume. So <clears throat> I guess historically, not that I agree with it, but OK, humans looked at animals as a resource. But fast forward to 2023, we've still got the same issue. In America, we don't kill whales for their blubber, but we're still killing them. Mm -hmm. And And, uh, sorry, go ahead. I was just about to say, it's such an archaic topic to still be talking about. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the specifically the late 20s. Or like the, I would say maybe the 2016, 2017 and on, I find that we're talking about things 
and bringing things back up that we shouldn't be talking about anymore. And it's this idea of like, we're still attacking animals. There's still, um, you know, tons of mass oil spills and pollutions and things like that. And I would love to do an episode on the Ohio River situation in terms of how we're dealing with that and how we get to that point. So I, I just feel like we're going back to archaic topics. We're we're kind of here for a redo. That's an interesting perspective that had not occurred to me. I also think that talking about the train derailments are important. Uh, I'm interested in what happens next mm -hmm. with that. So I think we agree that waiting to talk about that situation makes sense, but the going, going back and having like a, a, a retro experience with respect to animal harassment and endangerment is completely our fault. Not you and me personally, but our, our government's failure to lead properly, our lobbyists' failure to look at what their interests would do in the long term, the, the so-called green energy movement frustrates the hell out of me because mm -hmm. there's a lot of misinformation that exists. And just because a project calls itself green doesn't mean that it's environmentally friendly. For example, and to, to tie in my diatribe to, to the topic that we're discussing today, the offshore wind industry has been very recently cited as being responsible for a, a plethora of whale deaths. And the reason we know about these whale deaths is because the whales are washing up on shore throughout New Jersey, New York, Connecticut. There was one in Rhode Island mm -hmm. and Long Island, all areas where offshore wind research, research is taking place. It's um, it's seismic research. They use something called boomers and sparkers that it it kills the wildlife in the ocean. But these projects are are considered green. Boomers and sparkers. One that sounds dangerous, and it also sounds like a knockoff of movers and shakers. <laughs> it doesn't sound good. Whatever no. it is, I know nothing of it. Um, do you happen to know what it is or? why it's harmful? I don't know a lot about it other than to tell you that the, um, the, the research is to map the ocean floor and to deal with micrositing of where these turbines are going to go. And the only way that some depths can be probed is through seismic activity. So mm -hmm. you have to send out a very, I don't know if it's, it's loud. And this is where my, my knowledge base fails, but I don't know if it's, if it's the it decibels looks, are the problem or it looks like it's designed to, and this is a very, very quick cursory Google. It looks like it's designed to create a sort of micro earthquake with sound Yeah, to sort of do that mapping Yep. that, oh man, that can't be good. 
Yeah. And it's, it's killing whales, which we've talked about in another episode, we've got an issue under the endangered species act with right whales being endangered. Mm -hmm. You just, you gave me the number before we started recording. How many, how many are we down to? 169. So we've got 169 of this one particular species. That's less than your average wedding. I mean, like if you think about that, you, in your lifetime, you'll be in easily, you'll be in a room with more people. Your grocery store is filled with more people than there are right whales left. That fact by itself is upsetting and scary. And then when you add in the seismic activity and what I think are resultant whale deaths, that becomes so completely unacceptable that this is why I drink wine every night because I feel like there's very little recourse and there always Mm -hmm. has been very little recourse for people that are truly pro environment, people that are truly concerned about conservation and protecting what little habitat we have left. Where are our congressional leaders? Where are the politicians? Where are the folks responsible for ensuring the viability of our future generation? Mm -hmm. I don't have kids. So when I'm gone, I'm gone. But for those people that have kids and have families, where's the outrage? Well, not even that. It's just why do we bother having an endangered species list? And there's there's so much effort and publicity and almost notoriety when an animal gets put on this list. Yeah. For what? Yeah. There's all this pomp and circumstance to put the whales on this list. Yep. And now we're seeing them wash up. Like what's happening? Is something happening and it's not being reported? And if it's not being reported, why not? Why aren't we learning about it? I don't have the answers. All I can tell you is that offshore wind is such a mega corporate interest that mm-hmm. which interest is cutting major deals with our federal government to lease federal property. It's it's federal water mm-hmm. and construct these mega offshore wind infrastructure farms. And it's got a huge negative impact on the ocean floor and the ocean environment. Mm-hmm. And there, there, there will be other species killed, affected, put on the endangered species list. And it just, it seems to be okay because it's labeled as green energy. It's not green energy. I mean, I, I clearly, I feel very passionate about this issue. It's not green. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we talked about it. About. It's that, it's that idea of greenwashing. Yeah. Um, how some things are, are marked as green and everybody's like, well, it's green, so it's okay. And it gets, you know, green lighted and passed through and, and everybody's on board with it. And we're not taking the time to read, well, is it completely green? Are there things that it could be improved on? Or are we just saying, yay, it's here? And not giving it proper criticism and and holding it up to that high standard. It's like when we talked about solar panels, 
It's a great idea. It's an awesome alternative. But we have to talk about what happens when they get recycled and what that lifespan looks like. And are we being responsible from creation to its end of life? So wind could be a cool idea. But are we talking about from when it's, you know, thought of at the drawing board to how it's implemented, to how it's maintained, to how the rest of the environment, because it doesn't operate in isolation, how that's all going to be affected? And we're not. We're just saying, yay, we have an idea. Ooh, I got gloomy. You did this to me. It's a bad one. You know what What I think is um, kind of cool f- for us, you and me, mm-hmm. is that we've done, I think this is our 70 second. I was going 76, but okay. In Ooh, the 70. Okay. And we've got an episode on the Endangered Species Act mm-hmm. that I, I recommend that people, if you're into this podcast, if you're into my ramblings, please go listen to the episode on the Endangered Species Act. And you'll hear about the pomp and circumstance that Clarice is talking about. I mean, it is an entire distinct federal statute. Yeah. The federal government thought, this issue was so important that they created it a separate regime to deal with protecting endangered species. So that in and of itself is, is an interesting topic. So go listen to that and then listen to our episode that we did on, we did one on offshore wind, right? Yep. And, and try to wrap your mind around what is actually happening in our country? I'm not a I'm not a, a, a conspiracy theorist. I, I'm I'm. We only for, believe in aliens. That's right. <laughs> I, you know, okay. um, I I work for state government. I I know bureaucracy. Conspiracies do not exist, as far as I'm concerned, because in my experience, government employees can't even get their act together enough to collude and and order lunch. You know what I mean? They're not, no one's getting together to create some crazy conspiracy, but I have to say that watching this particular scenario roll out is, is, it's infuriating because I can see how special interests are overtaking a very important environmental issue with almost no checks and balances or oversight. I hope that changes. I hope more information starts to come out. I hope more people are vocal about green energy or, or, or offshore wind not being green. Mm-hmm. And I hope more news outlets pick up these stories and people start giving a hard look at what is going on in our oceans. Because once this ball starts rolling, if it's not stopped, uh, we're going to see a lot more negative impacts to not only whales, but all other ocean life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this kind of reminds me of uh, a while ago, I was watching a uh, a David Attenborough special and he started, and if you folks, I mean, every I think everybody knows who David Attenborough is, but if for some odd reason you don't, he is a famous nature documentary host. Um, he has such a beautiful voice, very soothing. Um, But he had done this documentary that started with 
this audio clip of a bird and they were, I think it was a good five minutes of just listening to this bird sing. And then he came on and said, this is one of the only recordings left of this extinct bird. And then he talked about this bird's journey from um, going to the at risk, to the endangered, to the extinct. And there was the acts of trying to rehabilitate and then it was preservation. And then it was just sort of keeping it going in this whole uh, this whole episode or or documentary, I can't remember if it was part of a series or not, was just focused on animals reaching their end of life. And I'd really love for there not to be a part two involving these whales. I'd just love for there not to be a part two. I'm not specifically saying whales only, but it was, it's, you know, kind of really in the front of my mind right now. That was a really hard episode or, or piece That's- to watch. So just something for everybody to keep in mind. If you're starting your day, it can only go up from here. If you're ending your day, just go to sleep. It's real sad. Cry yourself to sleep. I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> and Clarice, are you are you getting more interested in environmental issues and topics? This is the first I've heard you mention watching a nature documentary. Oh, oh my goodness. So my husband loves nature documentaries and I do love watching them. The problem is David Attenborough's voice is so soothing. I probably only watch the first half hour and I need to rewatch them in pieces because I fall asleep all the time. Uh. (laughs) I really want to watch them in full, but that man's voice is so calming. Yeah. Oh, it's, they're so good. And it's, I mean, there's such beautiful imagery too. So I do like them for like the first 15 minutes of me being awake. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I do want to give a quick shout out to a public article that we referenced, um, why environmentalists may make this whale species extinct. We're going to link it to our show notes, but I always think it's important to give credit when credit's due. Wait a second. What was the name of that article? Why environmentalists may make this whale species extinct. Why environmentalists? Yes. You sent it to me. I'm an environmentalist. Yes, but as you pointed out, this is talking about that wonderful topic of greenwashing. So folks who are championing the wind farms and doing all of that work and saying that this is environmentally beneficial and they're not taking in the whole ecosystem, see the past 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, I know I sent that article to you. It didn't. So the link to the article is one word dash the second word dash the third Mm -hmm. word so when i looked at it i didn't it didn't register Mm -hmm. hearing you say the name of the article is exactly what's wrong with this entire situation yes environmentalists are not necessarily for these projects I'm an environmentalist. I am against these projects. So that, that, I mean, that, there it is. There's the issue and shame on the, whoever wrote that article. Oh, I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say kudos to Leighton Woodhouse and Michael Schellenberg for doing some good clickbait because in the article, they have the same argument that you do. They talk about differentiating 
you know, who are people who right. are posing as environmentalists versus people who are actually here with their concerns? Well, that title is bullshit and it's not accurate and it's misleading. So I, I'm the article might be great. I mean, I read it and I forwarded it to you, so it must have <laughs> been great. But that title pisses me off. It's very misleading and it it, it's, it's spreading misinformation and I don't like it. Dear listener, I hope you have some rage for the day to start this your day, to end your day. That I've been really angry. You have. Who knows? Maybe next week I'll be angry. It, it would be too much of a stretch to say next week we'd find something joyous. So if we're just going to trade off the anger. You're, you're picking next week's episode. I can't handle all this anger. Oh, all right. <laughs> we'll see how much info there is about the, the terrible water conditions in Ohio. I do want to, I really do want to talk about that. All right. Yeah. You know what? That's a good topic because there is a lot of um, discussion and information on it. And I am curious about how all of that's going to play out. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So look out for more of us raging about water. In the meantime, if you have any questions, comments, topics, feel free to reach out to us. We are on the socials at Desatel Law, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We are, our email is Desatel ESQ, nope, help at Desatel ESQ.com. This is my first time doing this, so everybody why be patient you, why with me. Why don't you like have it on a little card oh, that you God. can read from? That, then we wouldn't have a blooper reel. Yeah. That's, <laughs> um, but also, while we're on that subject, I want to give a shout out to our listener, Brandon. Brandon wrote in after our um, short-term rental episode, and he talked about his experience living on a Quidnick Island and what his thoughts are uh, on whether or not he thinks uh, the... I believe the Middletown, yeah, the Middletown um, town government is going to be acting and looking for folks who haven't registered or or what that situation is like. So that was some interesting um, sort of direct perspective. So thanks, Brandon. I enjoyed yes. reading that. All right, guys, have a good one. Wait, did you get the email right? No, you know where to find <laughs> us. Brandon did. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Environmentally Speaking. If you're in need of an environmental attorney, we are here to help. Call us at 401-477-0023 or visit our website at www.desatellaw.com. That's www.desatellaw.com.